Wait, no, hold on. Ready? No, never mind. I was like, I was gonna sing. I was gonna sing. No, what you doing now? I was gonna sing, and then I don't remember the words. <laughs> so may we start? May, may we start? May we start? May we start? Start, start. Oh. You got no soul, sister. <laughs> That's all I thought when I went to go watch. Here at the globe. Sorry Ooh. to blow by your eardrums, folks, within the first 30 seconds. Thank God for my noisy self. Um, Welcome back, everyone, to Revolving Whores. I mean, <laughs> oops, did you mean door? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that, no. I hope you're cringing in the car, or you're cringing in the, the gym, or you're cringing in the... In the shower, in Maya. The, in the off... Oh, you oh my God. What did I say I was going to do? Wee-woo. Wee-woo. And a motorcycle. Wee-woo. Uh, Wee-woo. I can't believe these people. Can't believe these people. It's like they don't know that we're having... A, a recording I almost said we're having a recession, which I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm not I wasn't lying on that one. For sure, I'm the one funds. <laughs> <laughs> How are you this week, Miki Goose? Well again I survived. Mm-hmm. Um I uh, What happened this week that made you go, Really? Really? It's going to sound a little dumb. Okay. But I just finished watching Succession. It's oh. a great show on HBO. Okay. And there's a character, that my favorite character, Miss Siobhan Roy, played by lovely actress Sarah Snook. Mm. And I did not know she was Australian. Uh, mm. The American accent she has is... Per- I was gooped. Oh, now? I was like, wait a minute. You're Australian. I had to... I really paused the show... And then went on YouTube and was looking up every clip of her talking, and I was like, she's Australian. Oh my goodness. And her American accent is, you would never know. Wow. Wait, about, no. I love me a good Aussie. Well, she's, and it's, it's subtle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where like, every once in a while you're like, there it is. Wow. What are your thoughts on Hugh Jackman? Um, now, I love X-Men. Broadway performer. Uh, I'm going to say something that's extremely controversial. So this is why we're here, ladies and gentlemen. Kids, get your pitchforks out, because I think Hugh Jackman is a bad singer. <gasps> I just think that everything... It feels like he's constantly... His throat just feels like it's... Co- like, I, I, like, the reason why I don't enjoy, enjoy Les Mis that much... Baby, oh, Hugh Jackman. Wow. All of that, like... <laughs> I'm like no 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 stop mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. I could, like you could not the the music man you're gonna see me there okay now what do you think about Hugh Jackman Wolverine now listen another controversial opinion cinephiles get your picture pitchforks out <laughs> I enjoyed X Men Origins Wolverine that's right I said it I enjoy that film wait a second because guess what honey you do too you're sitting next to the single <laughs> only person in the western hemisphere who <laughs> loves x-men origins I wolverine i saw that movie twice in the theaters by myself <laughs> as like a young teenager sometimes i wish i would have found you sooner I because know. i would have been there right there with you dude i love it I love a good backstory. Thank you. I love a good backstory. And like the whole background with the ki- with them oh, as kids. Amazing. I that, ate it up. Baby. I ate yum, it Yum, 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 yum. Delicious. Dude, I, I 
Listen. <sighs> Here we go again. The opening credits are brilliant. Brilliant. Honey, you got Will I Am in that movie. Oh, huh? and he's good. You got what is his name? Billy Boyd. You got who? No, sorry, it's Dominic Monaghan. He. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> not not Pip Mary. <laughs> you got you got um Lee Schreiber who's a yep. who's Papa. He's Sabretooth. I mean, come on. I mean, you do have Deadpool in that in that part. Oh. Now listen, I was not I was not versed, and so I didn't understand the big controversy. <clears throat> Um, of what exactly? Of them being like, this isn't the Deadpool that I know. Well, I mean, but it's were, like an Easter egg now. People were. I mean, I remember people being so livid about that. I was like, I didn't get it. I was like, I don't understand, y'all. But isn't it like an Easter egg now? With I think so. Yeah. Like, like it's Ryan Reynolds, but he's the real Deadpool. Yeah. So like everybody, shut up. You got your. You got the Deadpool you wanted. Gambit? Taylor Kitsch. Oh, he can... <clears throat> but to answer your question, yes. I love Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Um, I'm going to be honest with you to this day. I've never seen the Wolverine, the one when he goes to Japan. And I will say oh, okay. this right now. As much as I enjoy Logan, I cannot watch it again because it's just too godforsaken sad. It is. But I do have the black and white version. And I watched oh. it once and it was beautiful. And now I own it as, uh, get your pretentious dollars out, kids, mm. as a piece of collection and film. But I don't, it's just too sad to watch. Have you seen The Prestige? Of course. Incredible one of, film. One of Nolan's best films. Yeah. One of that's, Nolan's best films. You know what? That's a movie that I try to watch every year. Wow. Because it's it's just one of the, well, don't, don't get too excited, baby, because I watch The Cringe every year. <laughs> I don't, like, it's not. Yeah, but The Prestige, is a, that's a pretty confusing, I mean, listen, talk about, like, that's when Nolan was, like, at his prime, making mysteries that mm-hmm. felt, when it came to the conclusion, you went, oh, wow. Wow. Because I love Andy Serkis. I oh love my God. Andy Serkis. I love magic. Same. And I think that the visual... Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. I will say... Gorgeous. Uh, oh, sorry kids. Spoiler alert. Here we go. Spoiler alert. But this movie's also been out for, what, 16 years? Yeah, so get on it. When you go... When, when Christian Bale's downstairs <laughs> and you see all the bodies of Hugh Jackman that have drowned, <laughs> I hate that part yeah. drowning scares me and mm-hmm. so i'm like oh no 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 okay no. i have a very morbid question sure for like question of the week for you other than the one i already <laughs> asked if you had to choose and you and you had no other choices would you choose to burn to death or freeze to death Ooh, that's a good question um you know honestly I'm going to say burn, because mm-hmm. at least it's just like, I hope that you burn. <laughs> God, we're terrible. Um, yeah, I, I, because, honey, I, I, now, I'm no Elsa. Mm. The cold never bothered me. But, honey, mm-hmm. when it gets too cold, mm-hmm. that hurts. Can I give you some really horrible scientific knowledge that I, some for some reason, know? No, I think you're, I know what you're going to say, please. So if you had the choice to choose between burning to death and freezing to death, always choose burn to death. Because if you're being burned alive, this is really gross and graphic. So skip ahead, kids, if you can't handle it. But I love this stuff because it's like, it's, it's your body. It's mm-hmm. the human body. It's amazing. Um, if you are being burned alive, 
it gets to it's gonna freaking hurt because getting burned really hurts but you you actually your pain receptors will burn off mm-hmm. and then silence dead you're just you, you'll you'll silently dead. die honey when you're it'll freezing hurt it, at first but if you freeze you're, guess how hours. long that takes that's uh, that's at least what three days and you feel it the entire time it depends on how cold it is and like the conditions but like it will take a very long time for your body to slowly no, shut I, down. I'm sorry, but like I and you'll feel it the whole time. Like like I think about like when you get like I don't know about you, but like when you grab ice sometimes and it's just a little too cold, mm-hmm. it stings. It hurts. It burns. Yeah. So I, I gotta say, burn to death. You yeah. Burn. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. There's this amazing. Yeah. What a. <laughs> this is an amazing um tweet I saw. It's the two sisters. It's Marge's sister. Oh God, yes. From the Simpsons, and they're being burned at the stake, and they take out yes. the cigarettes. Dude, I love them. <laughs> they light the cigarettes as they're being burned alive. I love it. <clears throat> Anyways, welcome back welcome to back Revolving to Doors, a theater podcast. <laughs> We're here this week to give you all of the piping hot tea. This is a Broadway tea episode. Listen, girl. we went away for thirty minutes, and and y'all burned the place down. Well, let me tell you something. I'm going to save it for you. I'll save it for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, wait. I want to hear it. Well, it has to do with... Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to eventually. Not even 15 minutes before we start recording this, I got new information, but it deals with what we're going to talk about later. Oh, so, I can't wait. Okay. Oh, honey. I jumped in my seat. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. Oh, honey. I went to the supermarket and said to me, Mark, I said, oh, honey, it's my Friday night, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> before we get into the actual, like, down and dirty theater, we do have to mention a show. Well... A performance, a, a movie, if you will, mm-hmm. that we went and we saw together. Keon. No, let's give me. Should we give a backstory? Yeah, let's give a little backstory. So we went to go see Bill Burnham's Inside in the Theaters. <laughs> okay. Now, Miss Jilly and I, Miss Miss. Oh wait, they don't know what that means. Anyways, uh, me and Jill were soaring over California. We'll just say that. Mm-hmm. And we're in the front row of this of this theater, and the tra- a trailer plays for a movie that. I had never heard of it, but you got Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard mm-hmm. and that one dude from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and it's like all these visuals. The, I mean, just like the music. The music. I was like, wait a minute. Like, the, the preview was a movie in itself. I was like, and it, and it, it got us. It, it, got, it got us. It snagged our attention and we were like, oh, we have we, we to, have see, to go that. see this. Now, I. Tell them what it's called. So it's called a net. Mm-hmm. And I, you know me, I'm always like, oh, I want to do some research. So I I did my little type hands. Um, so I looked it up and I read that it was the first film that premiered at Cannes this year. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, it's a doozy. People were like, oh, it's going to be like, it's going to like in like 30 years from now, it's going to be like the Rocky Horrors, the like Brian De Palma's where they play at like a midnight showing. And people laugh at it and make fun of it. And it's going to be considered one of those, like, campy, awful classics, like, 50 years from now. Uh-huh. And so I went in being like, oh, okay, sure, sure. And, um... <laughs> Listen, Keon and I, we looked at each other and we were like, should we have... Should we have gotten stoned for this? Like, should we... Well, we, we thought about it beforehand. We were like, should we take... Recreational yes, drugs. drugs. <laughs> Before we go and see this movie, we were like, no, like, no. let's experience it. I have never wished that before I, yeah. that I was high. I wished <laughs> that I was high. 
I was like, what is going on? I mean, like, I mean, like, well, the, it starts and it was that weird guy being like, if you're breathing, I need you to stop breathing. And I was like, like it was funny. I was like, okay, cute. Yeah, I was like, this is funny. And then they started singing. And I was like, oh, my. Oh, oh, nobody in this film can really sing. No offense, no Adam way. Driver. I mean, it no. like like literally go listen to. Is it called "So May We Start"? Is that what it's called? Yes. It was. It. I mean, like, literally, it started, and I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a. This is this is like you know when you get on a ride and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have waited in line for this. Yeah. And now I'm on it and I can't get off. Yeah. That was this movie. So so there's a there's a stand up comedy scene that Adam Driver does. He actually does a couple in the film. So like I want to I want to explain the plot, but I'm not sure that I can. Okay, so you have Adam Driver, mm-hmm. Henry McHenry, Henry McHenry. So the movie is like what is it? A farce? It's, it it has to be a satire. It's satire. It's farcical at times, yeah. and it's also just absurd. It's like, an absurdist musical. Absolutely absurd. I was French director, and you know Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard are. She's an opera singer. He's a he's a stand up comedian. They do the shag, and they have a baby. Adam Driver performs Cunnilingus while they're both singing. Sing. And they go, we love each so, other very so much. much. For three minutes. And, like, Keon and I just sing that better than they do like in the movie. I mean, the singing is... I mean, at one point, they literally are like, we're traveling, we're traveling, traveling, traveling the world. It was like, okay. So they are together, and they get married, and they have a baby, and the baby... Should we spoil this? Spoiler alert, kids. Once again, spoiler alert. So the baby is a doll. It's a doll. It's, and it's a, a straight-up doll. And it's like it's like one of the weirdest dolls I've ever seen. It's a puppet... And, like, there is a team who created this puppet for this musical. So, like, they're raising this puppet together. They take this puppet. Like, their marriage is starting to crumble. They take this puppet with them on a boat for no reason. And he basically, like, dances with Marianne Coulteriard until she falls off of the boat. I think he killed her. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, like, up in the air. We don't know. And then the baby and Adam Driver, well, the doll and Adam Driver, they, like, go and, like, get marooned on a rock. And then this weird siren version yeah. of Marion Cotillard comes back. And, and is she's like, like I'm, I'm going to hunt you. you forever. And then the baby becomes a star because she got, she has, oh, her mom's an opera singer. Mm-hmm. So when the mom dies, it's like the baby gets the mom's voice. Which somehow. haunts Adam Driver and he's like, I'm going to make money off of you, kid. And then they have like a, what was his name? The, <gasps> the dude from, the dude from, the, whatever, the, the conductor. Yeah. So the conductor guy who was in love with... What was her name in the movie? I, keep I think it's that. Anne. Anne. Yeah, because the kid's name is Annette. Yeah. Okay. So he was in love with Anne, and there's this amazing scene where this, the camera's just, like, circling him, and he's like, I'm super in love with Anne. I'm really sad she's dead. Hold on. And then he's, he's like, like, he's, like, conducting. conducting. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes back, and he's like, I don't know. Adam Driver asked me to come to his house tonight. Not sure why. And, like, the worst thing is, is, like, spoiler alert again, um, he, Adam Driver kills this guy, mm-hmm. and, and you're like, what? And then, like, all of a sudden, like, Annette has to go perform at the, what they call, like, the halftime bowl, which is clearly the Super Bowl. Yeah, Annette becomes, like, a superstar, and so, like, they're, like, basically saying, like, you're exploiting your daughter. And then 
um, at the Super Bowl. She's like, Daddy kills people. <laughs> and they're like, and, and then he goes to jail. And, and then somebody brings the doll to jail. And suddenly she's a human. And then there's this like uh, incredibly heartbreaking scene with this yeah. amazing child this actor. Chi- Dude, that little girl. Listen, Hannah Conway, if you're listening to this, I know you hate child <laughs> actors, but this girl was good. I, I was stunned. I usually really do not like, like Macaulay Culkin, whatever. But this little girl, she shook me, dude. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. So she's like, Daddy, you suck. And then she leaves. And, and then the movie's then over. Ever. Now, here's my thing. This is, I'm gonna, this is Keon's interpretation of this film. Yeah. I feel like it was this French guy being like, Americans have such an obsession with the toxic male. Mm-hmm. And, like, America can, like, you know, people like, I'm going to say his name, like, O.J. Simpson, or, Ooh, you know, it's like, yeah. these 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 men who, like, have clearly committed these crimes, but yet we go, oh, but you are a beloved figure, so we can't hate you. Because, mm-hmm. like, one thing that I never understood about this film was, like, all of a sudden, randomly, it's like, six women are like, Henry's abusive, he's abusive, and then it never got brought up again. Well, it gets foreshadowed. I think that was right. foreshadowing of the fact that he's going to hurt her. Yes. And he does. And it's like, he, he like, is super shitty, and, yeah, it's like, he totally exploits this little girl, but it, I kept thinking to myself, like, well, there's a lot of <clears throat> fathers who have, like, exploited their daughters, mm-hmm. And who are now pops? I mean, who, who either you know, R.I.P. Some of them, like you know, Whitney and and Amy Winehouse, but like, you know, these men who have like exploited their daughters to become these machines that are now beloved figures. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, dude, it was a weird film. Absolutely bizarre. It really, truly was a vessel for Adam Driver's acting. Oh, listen, I'll tell you right now. You see them cheeks. Oh, you see the cheeks. You yeah. see the Adam Driver cheeks. Definitely see some cheeks. But I, um, I, I really, I was affected by this film. Same. I mean, I keep thinking about it, and, and it's back on Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime right now. Yeah, you and can you go keep, watch it on Amazon Prime. And, and I may, I may just watch it again. I might. Maybe I'll see something that I, I'll see this happening now that wasn't there before. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah. Definitely, in a vessel for Adam Driver to you know show off his acting chops. Um. <sighs> I, would I recommend this film? I'm going to say yes. But you need to watch it on Prime. And you also need to watch it with an open mind. And you need to, you need to, don't turn it off. Because yeah. Because me and Joe didn't, we didn't, we didn't get up. Well, we didn't we, leave. We sat there. <laughs> we're like, we're getting our $14 worth. <laughs> the whole two and a half hours it was. But Ew, I, it's long. Oh, it's long, honey. That's, that was my biggest complaint. It needed an intermission. Honey, you could have cut that in half. Yeah. Um, but watch it, text us, message us, take a picture, mm-hmm. and, like, tag us and be, like, Rolling Doors Podcast and put hashtag, may we start. You a-holes oh, told us to go watch this film. Yeah, and we'll be like, sorry, honey. So, Anyways, yeah. so, <clears throat> Revolving Doors. Back to the theater. Theater, theater podcast. Speaking of theater that we saw, we did go see a show. Listen, y'all, we got to go see our dear friends perform, and boy howdy, was it nice to finally go out and see some live singing? Now, I'll preface. <clears throat> uh, we're going to save this for a future episode. Mm-hmm. But the night before, I did see Hair at the Globe. 
Yes, and uh, I am going to see Hair in the future, so we're actually going to save our first, like, theater review. Not to say that this wasn't theater, but our first, like, big review of a, like, big show in town for another episode because yeah. we want to make sure that both of us have seen the show before we actually review it. And we're going to talk. We are going to talk. I, as Frances McDormand said when she won her Oscar in 2017... Pick me up, because I got a lot to say. <laughs> if I fall down, pick me up, because I have a lot to say. Anyways, so we were really lucky. Um, you, you go ahead. You go ahead. We got to go to Coronado Playhouse and see Vanities. Yay! But it was a cabaret version of, so it was like a reading version of Vanities, and we saw our Which, I'm friends. so sorry, was a terrible script. Oh, we'll talk about it in a second. Um, but we got to see, first of all, the performers were amazing. Mm-hmm. So, um, Laura Jimenez, which Yay! is our wonderful friend. Amy Oliverio, who's our wonderful friend. And, um, um oh, I forget her name. I know. She was, she's playing Janet at OB Playhouse. I, I think her name is Daniela. I really wish I remembered. I'm so sorry, girl. Um, but they were just, their vocals were wonderful. Yeah. They sounded really good together. Um, do you remember the name of the director? Mark, Mark Wilcox, Mark Carl Wilcox, we love him. He's a wonderful actor here in town, wonderful human being. Yeah, he's so great. Um, And yeah, so the vocals were awesome. The venue is quite, like, it's pretty small. Um, It feels like a banquet hall. Yeah, it does. And it's like cabaret style sitting, so you don't like sit like in rows, you sit at tables. Which, uh, listen, CPH, no offense to you, either I'm getting old or those seats were making me uncomfy. Yeah, I mean, I don't know like what their like budgeting is like, but um, it was the first time we had to show our COVID vaccine cards, which was honestly a, a surprisingly smooth process. Yeah, we got to like show our cards, and then we got our tickets, and it went really fast. It was fine, um, and then uh, so the show Vanities it doesn't get produced very often, and I'm not surprised. And there's definitely a reason for it. Like there's just. Straight up, like, racism. And I want to... Jokes in yeah. it for some reason. And I want to preface that everything that we're about to say does not have to reflect the actors Mm-mm. or the director because... No. That this isn't, like... Well, this it, is their material. This yeah. is the material. It's not their fault. But they I didn't was write like, it. I was like, this script is... Well, here's my thing. <clears throat> it was set in the 60s. It was like, you know, these three girls who were called... To me, it felt like First Wives Clubs, or it was like there they were these college roommates who then were like, we have to get the hottest boys in town, and then grew mm-hmm. up to be like, oh, one of them is married, and they grew up with each other, and, you know, this is a terrible, terrible, like, me trying to figure out what the heck it was called, mm-hmm. or plot. But, but, but so many times I was like, oh, so so, like, to me, I was watching that show going... I felt this way about hair. I was like, you did this show just for your older audience. Mm-hmm. Well, the characters, so they're in high school in College. the 60s. Yeah. So that means they were born probably in the late 40s or the 50s, which means they are baby boomers. So this is, these yeah. are boomers. Like these, these girls. Oh, also the play or the musical was written by two white men which was a shock for me and they wrote three female characters it was literally like watching <laughs> it was like watching what men think women, women talk are. about and i was like well, what, what, so what? 
What, oh what, my really, God. what really left me gooped was I was like, wait a minute, this wasn't written in the 60s? This was yeah. written in 2009. No, so Lada actually told me it was written in the 90s. It was a play. Oh, you can tell. And then they adapted it, and then it was like revamped in... Wait, hold on. Now I want to look it up. One second. It just felt like... How do I explain this? It's like it... Once again, it felt like First Wives Club or, you know, something that could have been a potential, like, cute little 90s sitcom movie, 90s rom-com movie. Okay, so um, based on the book and 1976 play... Oh, there you go. ...of the same name, it premiered off-Broadway in 2009. I just go... I mean, there were moments where I was like, like, like one of the characters, I think her name was Joanne. Mm-hmm. It was like, all she could do was joke about slitting her wrists. And I was like, my God. Yeah. And I, I don't know, like, and I don't know. It was like. There's just like this random, like, abortion drop. And then it was like, like, one of them was sleeping with the other's husband. And I was like. Yeah. It was just like, this is what men, like, think women talk mm-hmm. about when was, they're not around. It was very much like, ooh, we're catty and we like. We just are so... I don't know. Did not pass the Bechdel test. Failed. What I will say, um, you know, I, 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 I was happy to see our friends sing again. Mm-hmm. I had that realization when I was watching here, too, where I was like, wow, after a year of not really being able to see people perform, it is nice to, like, sit down and be like, look at you do what you, like... Meant to do. Like, look at look at you make your magic, you know? Yeah. You know? And I thought that, you know, some, when they did their harmonies, for the most part, I was, like, very nice, very yeah. nice, very nice. Yeah, it was really, really nice. Um, yeah, it was very nice to be out again, and we just... Uh, I was, like, gushing over them afterwards. I was like, oh, my God, you guys were so good. Like, thank you so much because it was really, really nice to just see, like, talented people do their thing. Yeah. I wish that the, um, I know that they feel this way as well. Like, I, I wish that the substance was there. I wish that the, sub- I wish the script was better. I wish that at times the band was a little bit quieter because at times it was hard to hear them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. They had that complaint, too. Yeah. Also, Lada told me, so we were there on the first night. Lada told me, she's like, of course, the second night, we all did so much better. Right. Because they weren't nervous, but I mean... I still thought they were amazing. Yeah, I, I'm happy we went, and uh, well, we, you can't go watch it because it's over, but mm-hmm. it felt good to, to... It felt good to, like, go out and go support friends at a show again, you know? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. So, like, speaking of hair, um, we just today got an announcement from the Old Globe. Now, let me preface really quickly. So, when I went to see hair at the Globe, it's at the outdoor theater, the festival theater. Mm-hmm. Now, I did not bring my vaccination card because I forgot, but I had a moment, me and I went with Isai, our friend Isai, and we wore masks Mm -hmm. because we weren't sure about it. We were like, oh, never once, never once was I stopped to be like, nobody, nobody was like, take off your, you know, could you wear a mask? Nothing. No vaccination checks. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Now, guarantee you are outside. You know, you're outside, mm-hmm. but you're next. You're, I mean, honey, you're sitting next to a person. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's like there, there's, there's no spacing. There's no six feet. No, yeah. baby, you're sitting next. You're getting, you're getting, next, you're getting, you know, up in your neighbor's junk. Yeah, that, that didn't sound right. But it's no, there's no spacing. Mm-hmm. So then today, after a week, mind you, that this show has been open. Yeah, they give an announcement. Dear Jillian Jones, we are thrilled to be back producing live theater once again. Yada 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 yada. 
uh, through close consultation with medical and public health officials. Now, do you believe that? I also want to point out, I just want to point out, the globe is a huge theater. Huge. And yet, how are you one of the last people to say this? And you're already open. You, like, honey, you you could have set the standard. We're announcing a new set of policies for attending a play or event at the Old Globe. As of Tuesday, August 24th, 2021, all patrons who attend an event or performance at the Old Globe will be required to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and present proof of vaccination in order to enter its theaters. Fully vaccinated is defined by the CDC being at least 14 days after the receipt of a second dose of a two-dose vaccine or blah, blah, blah with Johnson & Johnson. To gain admittance to the Old Globe, all attendees will be required to present photo ID and proof of vaccination status. And then they give you the list of acceptable proof. So it's either the physical copy, your photo, or a digital vaccine record. Patrons who do not receive the COVID vaccine due to medical reasons or sincerely held religious beliefs can attend a production at the Old Globe, but will still be required to be present. Oh, well, what will still be required to present the negative results of a COVID-19 PCR test taken within 72 hours of entering the Old Globe. I just think it's, I mean, yes, I'm happy to see that they are, you know, putting some 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 rules and regulations up. It just feels weird to me that, that it's like this late. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Patrons under the age of 12 whose age does not yet permit vaccination can attend a production or an event at the Old Globe but will be required to wear a mask or present the negative result of a COVID-19 PCR test taken within 72 hours, blah, 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 blah. So, and then here we go. Um, When the Indoor Old Globe Theater and Cheryl and Harvey White Theater reopens in September, patrons attending performances in our indoor theater must wear masks throughout the performance. Mm. It's recommended but not required that patrons wear masks while attending the production of hair. That's shocking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. It's outside. But I just feel... I felt so much better putting that on than having it off. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as you're keeping people safe, it just feels... It feels interesting to me that it came out now. It's like they gave everybody who's unvaccinated a week or and, like two weeks. Yeah. To go and watch the show, and now they're going to require it. What, what is that? How it, is that even possible? It doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I mean, I'm on board with all of this, by the way. Just no, like, same. I need to preface that. Like, I'm like, yeah, great. Mm-hmm. And just, I do think that like now I'm wondering, like, are the theaters who've announced their policies going to change? True. Nudge, nudge. True. Like, because now this is re- requiring proof of vaccination and you gotta wear a mask indoors. Which I don't think. I mean, we were we had to wear masks indoors for vanities, and I wasn't. I, I was okay with that. Yep, we did. We did, and I so, was like totally fine with it. But yeah. then you were allowed to eat in there. So yeah, but like, you put it on. You had put it back on though. Yeah, that's true. So. Anyways, so that's the update. Um, go see hair, and then let's talk about it. Oh, we gonna talk about it, honey. Get out of my hair. hair. It's okay. the musical. Um, so we have a question. We have a listener question um, from Alex. Alex Newberry. Our dear friend Alex. Dear buddy of ours. Hi, Alex. Hey, buddy. Um, Alex asks, what is your favorite Shakespeare play, and what do you think sets it above the rest? 
What is your favorite monologue? So those are like two questions. I can probably answer both of those. Definitely. Let's talk about Shakespeare, Key. Uh, should I go first or should you go first? Oh, I want you to go first because I'm really curious. Well, everybody, this is the episode where I just keep saying get your pitchforks out and get ready to, <laughs> get ready to drag me through the streets. Now, I'm going to say what my favorite Shakespeare show is. Oh, now, I have to say what it is. drag me through this. <laughs> Y'all go drag me for this. Uh, um, but I have to say that this is my favorite Shakespeare show and I don't care what anybody thinks. Now, I will not lie to you. There's three that I'm thinking of. Mm. They are two, his comedies, one, a tragedy. Now, I would say the comedies, but I'm going to go with the tragedy. Okay. It's a classic. Everybody knows it. Because mm-hmm. you know why? It's Romeo and Juliet. Okay. Is that your top uh, number one? It is not my number one. Okay. Well, actually, no, it is. It is. Number one. Okay. Because this, this is why. I think that over time, over the years, a hundred thousand years that it's been around, I think what it is has been washed down by this idea of this like forbidden love and these two teenagers who you know are at the core of it right from these two opposing families yada 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 but i really think it is such a cautionary tale Hmm. about intolerance and like such a cautionary tale about like how the smallest things divide i mean look at us right now with masks mm-hmm. and no masks. It's like, yeah. it's like, it is such a cautionary tale of letting your differences, mm-hmm. you know, be the thing that stops you from connecting with each other. Mm-hmm. But it just so happens to be that at the, because it, he says it in the beginning, it's about these two families mm-hmm. who are like fighting for no reason other than that they're just like, oh, well, you're a, you know, you're an enemy to me. And then they have to go through the awful thing of losing their children to go, oh, we should not be fighting anymore. Yeah. Like, we should not. We've allowed our grief, we've allowed our gripe, our anger to literally blind us. And it was so bad that it prevented our children from having what they wanted. And they killed, like, they died, mm-hmm. you know? And so I just think that. When done well, Romeo and Julia, I think, can be extremely powerful and really make you think about how you're not allowing yourself to connect with somebody mm-hmm. or how you are. Like, I think it's just such a important story to look at people. It's very mundane, but I love the mundane. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I think there's a lot of beauty in the mundane and the beauty in just trying to talk to somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that... I, I don't know. But that, uh, that's me. I, I really do love Romeo and Juliet. I was going to say Twelfth Night or As You Like It, but mm. I, I really just feel like Romeo and Juliet's the one for me. And that's why I think it it rises above because it will always never not be topical. Yeah. It will, like, that, that will always, as long as there is intolerance in this world, Romeo and Juliet will always have a place in this world. Yeah. I, uh, so is Twelfth Night and As You Like It, like your other, your yep. other two? Yep. Okay. I, I, now my favorite room, or excuse me, my favorite Shakespeare show is As You Like It. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, I'm confused now. It's not Romeo and Juliet? Like, comedy, I should say. My oh, favorite comedy, comedy is Got As it. You Like It. Yeah, sorry. Comedy. Comedy. Healing the world. Every time. Uh, comedy. So but yes, like, favorite all time, Romeo and Juliet. But like, yeah. if we're talking about strategy versus comedy, mm-hmm. As You Like It's my favorite comedy. Wow. Okay, but what's your answer? Um, get out your pitchforks, kids. I want to hear you scream. <laughs> yeah! 
Um, I mean, I like listening to you talk about it. It just solidifies why it's my favorite play by Shakespeare. It's Romeo and Juliet. Yep. It's yep. it's um, you know, it was not not only is it one of my favorite like just like stories yeah. of his and I do think that it's got um <laughs> Uh, th- th- there's some parts where I'm like, this is too long. <laughs> oh um, yeah, you got you got to cut her. Um, but I, I mean, it was life changing. Yep. That play was life changing for yep. me. Just being in being in it, reading it so many times and finding something new every single time I read it. I really like what you said about it. it's like the sacrifice of the few yes. for the benefit and growth of the many. Yep. So now, like, the families will hopefully go on and, like, actually, like, mend their differences. Yep. Um, and all of the different ways this story crosses into people's lives. Yes. And it's just blanketed across every type of society. Yeah. You can have a story or you can find some of yourself in the story. And yeah. I think that that's really, really beautiful. And we, we like seeing ourselves in art, right? Exactly. And, I, and once again, I think that it's, it's unfortunately weighed down. I think people only look at it for the love. And I go, there. there's so much more to that, though. Listen, Baz Luhrmann's oh, Romeo and Juliet. One of, listen, one of the best gifts I've ever received. It's on my door. I'll take a picture and put it, it'll be on the Instagram post. My 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 sister, Anna Lindmeyer, she bought me a poster, the, the film poster. And it's on my door. I love that movie to death. It's so good. It sh- like if it shaped me. It yeah. shaped who I am. 100%. It's really really good. And I you know seeing the play, watching it in like film version, reading the play. It's all different experiences. But I I love it so much. Same. And then my close seconds. I absolutely love Twelfth Night. I yes. I, I that's the one that I haven't been in that I would really love to be same, in someday. Same. Um and then I love Midsummer. Okay. Because I love Puck. Have you ever seen the National Theater Live version of it? No, actually I haven't. We're gonna need to we're gonna watch that then. Let's watch it together. Let's watch it. Oh it's, that sounds it's, fun. It's fantastic. I would love that. Um now monologue. Mm-hmm. Easy, simple. Emma's monologue, act two, closer of stupid fucking bird. What a powerful piece of literature. It's a woman who's being like, you're not a woman who like by the world is being told you need to sit down because you're fading. Mm -hmm. And she's going, no, because I refuse to be told what I will be. Mm -hmm. But she has this great, I'm going to butcher because I don't remember it by heart. But she has this great moment where she's like, we are artists. We have to be in the middle of it, of living, of telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And there's something about those words that I'm just like, that's, I don't know. I just think it speaks to, I think it speaks volumes to whatever you do. To be like, you can't sit on the sidelines and think you're going to win. Mm-hmm. That you, If you want to be good at what you do, if you want to, if you love what you do, if you believe in yourself and what you can do in this world, you have to be in it mm. you have to commit yourself to it you have to trust it and you have to trust yourself so for me that model it's like a three-page monologue mm-hmm. absolutely i tattooed on my body honestly oh my oh you my. um i love uh you've read detroit oh absolutely sharon's monologue about, about the dog about the dog and for no other reason that it's just this one it's just this woman just losing her absolute mind. Laurie Metcalf, excuse me, Metcalf played that on Broadway. 
Right? Am I crazy? Mm. Or she played it? Yeah, 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 she did. God, the money I'd pay to see her do that. Because Laurie Metcalf is a fantastic actress. And I just know that she would... I know she sold that. There's bit, so many. There's that's what I was about to say. There's so many beats in it where her mind is just like unraveling because it's the, it, the it's all subtext. It's not about what's actually going on. Yeah. It's not about what she's talking about. It's everything that's deteriorating around her. Yeah. And I I just love writing like that. Yes. Because it's um it's asking something from the audience. Yes. It's not treating the audience like a baby. Yes. It's asking the audience, read between these lines. Yes. I love that. It's awesome. I love that. And it's that's awesome. what, it, it, see, it goes back to, it, the reason why I also love Birds is because it feels like a streetcar moment. Oh, to yeah, me, it yeah, feels yeah. Like a, it, To me, it's like, it's the mm-hmm. moment of Stella and Stanley. Mm. And to me, it's like, if Stella could have spoken and been like, I'm going to tell you off, Stanley, that's what that moment is. Mm-hmm. Is it's like, and I think it's just so amazing to be like, here's a woman who's going, yeah, to the man, to the man, mm-hmm. going, yeah, I dare you to walk out the door because you know you'd be useless without me. Uh-huh. Oh, the power. And she gets it. her point across. Oh, quickly, mm-hmm. quickly. God, I love that. I love that play. Incredibly. Incredible. Incredible. Um, <laughs> but Alex, buddy, we love you. Yeah, thank you thank for Thank you question. so much for the question. We loved it. Is it, is it break time? I think we're going to take a break. We need some apples and orange juice and tell, tell the team, good game. We'll, we'll be back. We'll be back. episode is brought to you by reservations honey the fall is coming vacations are being booked you want to make sure that you are securing that good time well i don't think you can do it with that no reservation culture baby you got a phone you got google do yourself and the business a favor and ask for the resi don't go showing up with a party of 20 on christmas eve to the cheesecake factory and get upset with them when they have no room Reservations are the new black. Book one. And now, back to the show. Okay, so this week's cold read, as per usual, Keon is going to go first. I'm going to go first. I'm just, I, I think this time, we're just going to go. Who cares about time? We're just going to go until we're done. Oh, I was going to time you. <laughs> Let's just do it. Okay, here we go. Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Okay, my love. And your time starts now. So my cold read this week is to Waitress on Broadway. Why, you ask me? Now listen, I'll tell you right now. Back in 2016 when this thing came out, and nobody was giving it love because Hamilton had come out, I was that hipster who was like, but everybody had listened to Waitress. And then it got popular, and that was amazing, right? It was so cute because you could go to the show and get pie before. And I'm pissed because I didn't see it when it came here. But here's my thing. This is reopening on Broadway, and I don't understand because it closed. And it didn't close because of the pandemic. No, ma'am. It just closed. And somehow they thought, you know how we'll get people back to the theater? To put Sarah Bareilles, who is not the best Jenna, I'm sorry, back on Broadway because she wrote the music. I do not understand. You don't, you, 
get somebody new. Get somebody who actually has something that's interesting. Waitress has had its time. It was on Broadway for four years. You need to leave that be. Go to sleep. Do not put money towards that. You can make pie at home. Go to Marie Callender's. I'm sorry. Support a woman musical or like a woman-led musical, but also maybe make support a new one? I don't know. I just don't see a point in it. I'm done. Uh, wow. Sorry. I, I definitely agree with you that Sarah Bareilles is not the best. Not the best actress. Um, yeah. I mean, I've never, I've only seen <laughs> bootlegs, honey, but, um. You gotta love bootlegs. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, now it's your turn. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Hit it. My cold read this week is men. Oh. Specifically men who are actors. Specifically men who are actors who think that yelling is acting. Oh. Listen to me. Listen to me. The second I see a male presenting person get up on that stage in a heated moment in a play and you start screaming your head off, turning red in the face, the <laughs> veins bulging out of your ugly ass neck, I shut down. Does it have to do with my fear of um, masculine people yelling at me? Maybe. But you know what? It's not good acting. It's a cop-out. Yes. If you're screaming and yelling when you're acting in a scene, let me tell you something. If you lower your voice and you get very direct and you look me straight in the eye, I will shit my pants yep. in fear. Yep. But the second you start screaming, honey, you showed all the cards that you have. Yep. You've showed me everything. Is this good acting, says the man who's screaming? No, it's not. And that's the tea. Yep. That's it. Yeah, yep. Listen, I... I it is such a simple thing to not yell. It's why I always bring up this story. The reason Marin, excuse me, the reason Meryl Streep was cast as Miranda Priestly is because everybody kept coming in and yelling that part. Everybody kept coming in and yelling that part. And you know what you know what Meryl did? She got quiet. That's it? She got quiet. That's what I'm looking for. It scares the shit out of me, dude. <laughs> I mean, that that that's why that line is so it's why that speech that she gives mm-hmm. at her is so powerful because she's just going about her day. She's just like, oh, oh, you think that you're, you're, you're like, you think From that a you're pile cool. of stuff. stuff. And the way that she goes, I think it's sort of comical how you think you're exempt from this. And it's like, oh, drag her, grab her mm-hmm. by the hair and rip her through the mud. Anne Hathaway, Miss Andy Sachs, you weren't ready. Okay. So listen. We got, we got to talk about we got to talk about some of this pipe and tea. Listen, this is the tea, y'all. The at, Broadway tea. And I think everybody's pretty much familiar with this at this point. If you're not, well, get ready, girl. Get your cup because it's ridiculous. You better buckle up because this this story. So Keon is going to tell this story a lot. I know some of it, but I'm gonna like react to it. Sure. But okay, go just go ahead. So a week from yesterday. No, sorry, a week ago today. A week ago today. About a week ago. About week a week ago. ago. Have you ever seen? Okay, sorry. Hold on. Another Vine reference. There's a Vine. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> it's not important. It's not important. Um, I'll tell you later. Okay. So, week ago today, I'm I'm getting on. It's in the morning. I'm on my way to work. I get on the gram, and I see an article from Page Six mm-hmm. that says Broadway actress, Broadway star Laura Osnes has been fired from a show for not being vaccinated. Oh. And I thought to myself, let me make sure I read this one more time. Mm-hmm. She wasn't vaccinated not like oh shoot like 
you know, not like, oh, dang, I'm, I'm, I, I can't. Fr-. No, 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 baby. I'm talking personal choice. So give us some context. What was she doing? She was a part of a South, a portion of South Pacific, right? Okay. And they found out that she wasn't vaccinated. So she, she, ha- like, they had, for the safety of the actors, they were like, you have to go. And she was like, yeah, I'll quit. Was I'll she, quit. Was she in rehearsals with everyone? Yes. Not wearing masks? No. No. Like, fully was like, I mean, this show probably would have gone up and was just happening. And then, bam. Wow. Right? So then, a couple days go by, right? A couple mm-hmm. days go by. And then she drops something on Instagram, right? Okay. okay. Four days ago. So wait, wait, wait. I'm uh, really fast. I'm confused. Was she fired or did she quit? Um, see, that's the thing. I think she quit. I believe she quit. But originally it said she was fired. But her personal post came out. I'll, let me read. So, okay. so I'll, re- I'll, I'll, I'll do a synopsis. This is, it's a three-page post. You can go on her Instagram and see it. Okay. And she turned off the comments because she knew she's in the wrong. She said, hello, friends. I took the weekend to gather my thoughts and formulate a response to the page six article that was being released last Thursday. The headline accused me of being fired for refusing to get vaccinated. The article reports of erroneous allegations that have generated a firestorm of negative conclusions and comments. It's important for me to clarify what actually, what actually happened. In early May, I accepted an invitation to perform in a one-night benefit concert at East Hampton's Guild Hall. A month ago, I was informed that protocols had changed and I would now need proof of vaccination to participate. I was disappointed, but responded that I would have to withdraw as I have not yet gotten the vaccine. Hmm. It is also important to clarify that none of my fellow performers were ever pressed on the matter, or never pressed me on the matter before I withdrew. It was a drama-free and discreet transition. Page six wrote that the Guildhall representatives claimed performers have the option to provide full, or wait, provide proof of full vaccination or a recent negative COVID test result. Blah, 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 blah. She said she would have done so in a heartbeat, right? And she goes on to say that my case is personal. And I stand by the decision my husband and I, with input from our physician, have made for ourselves, our family planning, and for our future. There is so much that is still unknown. Someday, perhaps, we will feel more confident in the research to consider a different position. With the information that is currently available, however, I have conviction that I and many others, both in and out of my industry, feel compelled to stand by. COVID-19 has negatively impacted millions of lives and is still a very real concern for me. The safety of my colleagues and audience members is extremely important to me. I have been involved in several projects that have successfully navigated production during this time, carefully and completely COVID-free. She goes on to talk about how, like, every soul is entitled to do what they want. And she's basically saying that, like, I'm allowed to make this choice Mm -hmm. and it shouldn't affect me getting hired. And I go, are you out of your goddamn mind? I'm I'm confused. Was she in a room with a bunch of people who thought that she was vaccinated? Yes. That's the thing. Oh she showed God. up and she didn't no one knew that's what I'm saying. She she mentions that she's like, I was unvaccinated and it wasn't until I found out I was gonna have to prove my vaccination that I withdrew. Instead of just getting a vaccine or providing a negative test, she goes, I'm gonna just leave. And it's like, girl, what? Mm-hmm. Like what, what who do you who are who do you think you are mm-hmm. number one to think that you could just show up in and in, in, at this time now where we really are trying to get people to take the vaccination 
and get the shot, get the jab, mm-hmm. to go to a to say like, oh, I'm gonna go perform and not be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. What? What do? You, what? Who? Do you, what do? You, what? What made you think? I that's fine. The fact that they had to say it and say, yeah, you need to prove this for her to go. Oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Wow. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. She was like, yeah, I'll show up, yeah, vaccine or COVID test. And then they're like, no, no, no. It's actually like you have to be vaccinated. And she's like, I'm leaving. Wow. And it's a shock. Well, well, about 15 minutes before we started recording, because this has been a huge thing where some people have been like, yeah, you're right. You deserve to do. And I get it, you know? Yeah. She's a beloved figure. She was Cinderella. She was the winner in that Grease contest. Like, she was Sandy. Like, she's a beloved Broadway person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I don't think that excuses her from doing that. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, not to... So, like, if you are, like, masquerading as, you know, like, I'm safe. like I've, and, But the, the entire company was required to be vaccinated. That's... That's not good. Because what drives me crazy is she tries to act like she wasn't given the choice and I'm going, but that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I do think, like, the... So, like, the personal choice thing. We, we can talk about that a little bit, I guess. Oy. I mean, it's not it's, it's not really theater-related. Um, I'm sorry, but you don't have any personal choice on what your germs decide to do, honey. You I- don't have the choice... To uh, infect somebody accidentally. It's not your choice. And if it's a matter of public health, wouldn't you want to do something small? Something small to to help people out? I do want to, like, touch on a very small thing, like, with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. A lot of people have been saying, like, oh, well, the the vaccines are unsafe. They're not FDA approved. Did you know that that's true? They are not FDA approved? Mm. They're not. Um, and the reason for that is because they are pushed through all of the red tape that has to do with getting something FDA approved was removed. Mm. There was an emergency order put on this vaccine because, um, I don't know if you knew this, but we're actually in a pandemic. Hello. So the second there started to, there was um, problems with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And when I say problems, I mean six people. Died. That is six people out of hundreds of millions of people. Six people had problems with this vaccine. And guess what they did? They pulled it. They said, we're not going to, we're not going to let anybody get this vaccine until we do a little bit more research because we don't want anybody else dying. Six people. Do you have any idea how many women die of blood clots Mm. because of birth control problems? Mm. Mm. It's mm. a lot more than six. Yeah. So that just goes to show you, like, how safe and how, like, serious, like, this has been taken by people who, you know, their entire careers are built on. And listen, I'm not a medical professional. Neither of us are. This is just our opinion, everybody. Um, but, we, you know, we're sitting here shaking in our boots, terrified that we're not going to be able to open our theater. And you're, and you're out here not getting it. I... I and, and like I said, it's like, I, what gets me is it's like, I mean, I guess it's fine. It's like, okay, she's been performing clearly enough where she gets a negative COVID test and that's fine. But I'm going, why, why would you even, like, you're an actor. Mm-hmm. The theater is one of the biggest fields that took an impact during all of this. Mm-hmm. And you know how serious it is 
for God's sakes, during the, when we were taking a break, I, I read something that was talking about how Signature Theater is going to put a hold on their thing because they're nervous about the virus. Yeah. And it's like, people have waited years, not years, but a year, which feels like a lifetime to get back to this thing. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be selfish enough to just be like, well, I just don't, I mean, fine, it's a personal choice, uh, but you shouldn't act of- like, you shouldn't act like you're, it's like, I'm being attacked for this. It's like, no, you deserve to be, you deserve to have a little shame. Yeah. At this point, like, I, I re- with her statement, and this was written, like, how many days ago? Five days ago? Yeah. We have so much data now from the amount of people who have gotten vaccinated um, that shows that it is perfectly safe in every way. You know, infectious disease experts have done rigorous testing on all of this. The, the I did a lot of research on the woman who developed mRNA vaccines. She's She was asked, like, what do you think about people who don't think that the vaccine is safe? And she's like, excuse me? Yeah. She, she didn't even understand the question. Right. She was like, what do you mean unsafe? Well, this what, is this has been my life's work. Well, I've been working on this for thirty years. Thank you. And they're gonna they're gonna start to start, uh, I think it's the Moderna. They're gonna start to work on an HIV vaccine, which is oh, huge. That's amazing. that's amazing. But what I love, and once again, I think what is bothering me about this whole Laura thing is like she's asking people are shaming her. And it's like no one's shaming you. Mm. No one's shaming you. Everyone's just going. You you do realize that like you your career cannot thrive if you're going to put other actors at risk on purpose and so what i love is that javier munoz who is an actor who was a uh, understudy mm-hmm. actually went on for hamilton oh. it was like lemon well Miranda's like best bud they cool. response to her today and was like basically saying yeah you know i'm not going to shame you like i appreciate your honesty but, like, my roommate and I were extremely careful. He goes, my roommate goes out, contracts this thing, gets a mild cold but does not die. Mm-hmm. Unlike the six people who I know who got it and died during the pandemic. And he's like, whether you choose to believe it or not, it saves lives, Laura. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the proof in the pudding, girl. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's a privilege. I'm so sorry to say it. It's just such a privilege to... To sit up here when there's a choice, like a choice, that alone, when like people in other places cannot even afford this. They have to like, I mean, beg, people have to die. I mean, it's like we are given the, and that's the worst thing about choice Mm -hmm. is that it's like, well, I don't have to. Yeah. But I go, that's a privilege and not in saying I don't want to. Talk about first world problems. Because of course, and I know people are always like, well, you can get it with the vaccination. Of course you can. Yeah. But at least I have myself protected somewhat. Mm-hmm. At least I tried. I tried. <laughs> at least I did like something tangible. And so I just feel like it's like, I'm not saying cancel the woman. If you still love her, you still love her. And that's your prerogative and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think it's, it's ignorant. Yeah. I think well, it's so it's, weird. It's it's not even like ignorant. It's just devoid of logic. It, it you've you've You're it's, an it's actor. people like this where she said like oh, the resources that are available now based on this. Have you actually looked at I the doubt resources? It. I doubt it. I asked my amazing uncle who's a doctor. <laughs> um, I was like, hey man, can you send me as many like medical studies as possible about the vaccine i want to read i want to read and he sent me like 10 
different studies. They're all from like John Hopkins and like all like literally like these medical journals that I don't have access to as a doctor. And I was like reading through them and a lot of the words I can't understand because, you know, I'm not a doctor, Um, but some of it I could. And then I've been doing some like uh, opposite research, like on the other side. So I'm like reading about like why people who are really adverse to vaccines, like why, what's the like thinking behind that? Right. And um, what I really think it comes down to is wanting to have some kind of control yes. over this situation. Yes. Where, like, being being told to do something is not fun. No, like, nobody wants it's that. It's scary. Especially yeah. when you're an adult. You're like, wait, but I'm an adult and I can make my own decisions. Exactly. It's also really hard admitting that you don't know everything. everything. That's really hard, too. So, like, I, I, like, I'm not trying to defend her. I'm just trying to have some, like, I guess, empathy for... Not just her, but other people who are still hesitant to get the vaccine. Um, like, even now, I'm trying to have some empathy and say, like, I'm I'm sorry that you feel so um, out of control in your life that you think that this is the only way that you can take control. Yeah. This is the only way you think you can take back your life a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Because it's actually at the cost of, of other others. people. Of so many, and, the cost, and that's not that's not um, anecdotal. No. That's factual evidence. I'm like we uh, look at the numbers. It, look at the places yeah. where they have the lowest vaccination rates, yeah. and you will see the highest number of COVID deaths. Yeah, that is just people. that's just true. Yep, yep. <laughs> There's no arguing actual facts. It's just it's just frustrating, and and it's like yeah, I I empathize with her to be like okay, you don't want to get it. You and your husband, you don't you're not comfortable. Fine. I just go, how could you walk into that space? This is something I tell Dylan all the time. You can't have it all. You can't. You cannot have it all. You don't want to get the vaccine? That's fine. That's fine. You got to stay home. You you can't perform. You got to stay home. You cannot perform. You cannot perform. So listen, I don't don't know what she's thinking, but I'm going, mama, good luck. Yeah. Good Good luck, luck. I mean, good luck because that's not cute. Everybody say goodbye to her career. Whether you like it or not, this is a stain. It's it's like, it's going to affect her career. People are not going to want to hire her because it's like, you don't want to take this precaution so that we don't have to shut down so we can protect the actors. Well, it's not even like you don't want to take it. It's you willingly and openly decided to put other people's like health in jeopardy. Honey, I don't think so. That's another like funny thing because like I haven't really met many actors who are not gonna get vaccinated. Right, and um, I I it it makes me wonder like, does that have something to do with empathy? I think so. Because actors are empathetic people, just like you have to be empathetic in order to put yourself in somebody's shoes, um, deeply enough to portray another life, right? Yeah. So don't you like? carry that through your the rest of your life isn't getting a vaccination an empathetic act yeah i think about dylan like he hates shots right he absolutely hates them it's he just he's scared he's terrified right he went and he got it yep yep and he like he did the thing yep even though he was terrified yeah listen it's just it's I know it's scary. And it's because he's afraid of needles. Listen, I don't blame him. I know it's scary, but baby, we don't want to be in this anymore. Well, honey, hurry up. I just don't want to have to think about the fact, like, am I going to have a job in a month? Yep. That's like, that would be something cool to not have to worry about. That is literally what I do not want to deal with anymore. 
well, anymore. Thank you for bringing this hot tea to us, honey. I I've been waiting. I've been I've been sitting on that cup for a minute. Okay. Listen, listen. I said listen, listen. I'm alone at a crossroads. I'm not at home in my own home. Cause I tried and tried. <laughs> No, I can't sing the rest. It's just, it's Beyonce Listen from Dreamgirls, um, which is a fantastic movie. I was waiting for you to do the rest of the song. And she goes, you should have known. Oh, yeah. Anytime you're going to tell me I'm not a singer, I'm going to point to this episode. Honey, I'm not a singer. That was gorgeous. What do you call that? Yelling. Dude, remember when Lord's Day was like... Oh my gosh. Wait, really fast. We have to tell this story. So we were sitting, we were getting ready to leave work and uh, our friend Lauda. <laughs> we were doing, we were doing our dumb noises that we just, we just did. We were like, we were just like messing around. And she, wait, what did she say? She goes, you guys don't joke around with me like you guys. No, she goes, you guys don't do jokes like you guys do with each other. Do I have a stick up my ass? <laughs> We were done. My stomach hurt. I was crying My from laughing. My stomach I was like, hurt. you are... <laughs> She's a Gemini, she and she'd be putting the pedal to the gas. Is that I the right saying? Pedal to the metal? Pedal to the metal, thank you. I laughed so hard. She's like, you don't joke with me the way you joke with each other. I have a stick up my ass? Dude, iconic... <laughs> Phrase, oh iconic phrase. She's awesome. Well, should we get down to brass tacks and? Oh yeah. Do our favorite TikToks of the week. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, can would you like to go first? Okay, sure. This is mine. Okay. I went out on these dates, and I would just basically do therapy sessions. I'm like, did your father ever love you? And they just start crying. Like I would just whip out these because I'd be so damn bored. They'd be so boring that I had. I had no choice but to make it interesting for myself. They'd cry, and then they would just be so confused at the end. That no one ever tried to kiss me, which I'm like, what the? Am I, am I that unappealing? You know, they were scared or sad because of the questions. They never went near me, so I was just like, I'm not going to grab you. I said, I'm not touching you. So I said, just drop me here. Well, wait, I don't want them to know where I live, so just drop me at the corner. It was horrible. But date. Dating is great. It's fun. It's so fun. I love Liz Gillies because that's who that was talking. Oh my god! Just, just the fact that she's like, God, I like these dates were so boring that I literally like basically traumatized these men because they were boring me to death. <laughs> I just love wicked women in this world, and she's a, a a badass, so I love her. That was mine. Okay, well, mine's going around quite a bit right now, but um, I really hope you haven't seen it because I want to see your reaction. What the. <laughs> it's a little frog and he gets oh she gets a little worm she's a, her owner tries to put a little worm in her mouth oh. and she makes this sound when oh <laughs> you don't like it <laughs> oh my God. it's a gag that's the gag but i literally love that it like backs up it's yeah. like it's like oh no 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 honey it's so dramatic i will say my other tiktok that i did love was this girl who was like this is my job now you know how mcdonald's has been doing those like celebrity meals like they had bts okay, yeah. and bad bunny 
her, she's on the microphone and she's like, that's my best friend. Hi, would you like to try the suede meal today? I no was way. dying. I was like, of course they make this poor girl who only makes minimum wage say this dumb thing for some McNuggets. Some McNuggets, man. Don't do that to a person. Hey, shout out to all McDonald's workers. Thank you. You're really doing the Lord's work. You're doing the Lord's work. And listen, when that when that McFlurry machine ain't working... Listen, I understand <laughs> why that ice cream machine's not working and it's not your fault. It's not your fault, baby. It is not your fault. This is more... Never mind. I'm not going to get on it. Um, well, it's been another week. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to our... Rants about the vaccine, our our beautiful voices, our reviews of average and weird cinema. And for always coming back. Hopefully you do. Um, remember that you can always follow us at Revolving Doors Pod on Instagram. And you can... Uh, oh, I guess I should talk about this. Uh, so, Patchwork is doing a workshop for a show that we're workshopping yeah. called Hey Bestie. Mm-hmm. And tickets are free, homies. So August 22nd to the 29th, which means that when this comes out, a couple of days will have passed. But uh, if you can show up, kids, head to that website, www.patrickbeautico.org. See that beautiful, gorgeous work that Dylan Hoban's been working on on that website. And um, <laughs> hey, support the homies, you know. Yeah, because and see what we've been what we've been working on. The show is about bystander intervention, which is important. Um, and it's going to be um, produced for, or hopefully produced for, um, incoming freshmen at San Diego State University yeah. um, to get them to be upstanders in their community. So we're really excited about it. It's been a long road, so mm-hmm. we're, we're just trying to get it up and ready to go because. Oh my goodness, this time coming out of this, well, not even coming out of this pandemic, and this weird, like, in-between we're in, it's been really hard to produce art, y'all. It's been a frustrating thing, and I am trying to be helpful. But uh, tell your friends, tell your mothers, tell your fathers, tell your sisters, tell your co-workers, tell your cashiers. Tell your pastors. Tell Tell your Trader Joe's uh, checkout person. What do they call them? Their crew members? Yeah. Tell your your local barista. They're always so nice. They are. I think they probably... Somebody in the back is probably like, you know... Giving them... Giving them the real, like... (laughs) They they probably are mic'd and like, let me me hear you say one bad thing and then they're going to... Unplug. They're gonna taste plug, them. plug Joe in and have him come out of the crypt and be like, Jesus. "Don't do this to my company." Oh my god. Okay, everyone, have a wonderful rest of your week. Be safe. Bye. Bye.